none only than our very own pastor and founder here at the Upper Room. Come on, church, let's be about him is real. 
It is amazing how successful he is even among supposedly Bible-believing Christians. As recently as 1994, 59% of Americans survived. So I'm sorry, surveyed, indicated a belief that Satan is not a living being, but merely a symbol of evil. It is easy to understand why this would be the first and primary deception. If the devil can get you to believe that he doesn't exist, you won't bother guarding yourselves against any of his other deceptions if you don't believe that he exists. The devil doesn't want you to realize that, the, that he sponsors the evil in your life. He is the originator that starts the evil that's in your life. You must understand that Satan is a real, very enemy. He hates you. He hates everything about you, but he will use you because that's just the way he is. He is a betrayer. He, he turns on his own demons. Oh, yes, he did. He turned on God, and he'll turn on anybody else. If you turn on God, you'll turn on anybody. Amen. Hello, somebody. Amen. Who is very interesting in your destruction. He's very interesting about destroying you. He comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. You need to respect, but not fear, his abilities to deceive you, which will lead you down the road to death. John 10 and 10 says, The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I love about Jesus, he's in this same verse. He said, but I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Thank God for Jesus. And there is a flip side to the deception. The devil knows that if he can get you from seeing him as the real enemy in your life, then you will see the people around you as the enemy. And this is a lot of time people have conflicts they be upset with one another and don't realize Satan is the sponsor behind it. 
you will be deceived into thinking that you wrestle against flesh and blood. Your problem is not your spouse, your boss, your family, or your natural things. Because the battle is not fought in this natural world. As Ephesians 6 and 12 says, you wrestle against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness. You in a battle. You're rumbling. A lot of times you don't understand what you're rumbling against, but you know you're fighting. And a lot of it you might not even understand because it is a spiritual warfare. At the head of that realm of darkness, the head of it is Satan. He runs all of that. And he is sly, slick, and he is wicked. The deception that you can't win. He deceives you into thinking you can't win when you're serving God. If his primary attempt at deception fails, Satan has a plan B for you. He ain't playing with you. Once you acknowledge that Satan really exists and that he, not people or circumstances, is your true adversary, he will try to push you into the ditch on the other side of the road by selling you the lie that you are helpless to resist his attacks. The devil is a liar. He will try to convince you that you are powerless to keep him from bringing death and destruction into your life. Of course, this is a lie. Amen. Remember Ephesians 6 and 11. It instructs you to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. It is possible, it is possible to stand successfully against anything the enemy can throw at you. So, who can the devil overcome? We get some insight into that question in First Peter verses 5 and 8. He says, be sober. Be sober. Uh-huh. Be vigilant. 
Uh -huh. Sound-minded. Uh -huh. Because your adversary, the devil, mm -hmm. as a roaring lion, mm -hmm. walking about, mm -hmm. seeking whom he may devour. He's looking to devour you in every episode of your life. He don't care what you got, what's going on. He just want to keep you away from God. When you make up your mind to serve God, everybody around you that say they're serving God but really not serving God going to turn up against you. Amen, somebody. Yes. See, you have to come to settlement in your mind. I'm going to mean heaven all the way. Yes. I mean, I'm going to serve God. And you're going to find out people going to say, yeah, I'm serving him too. But they're not really serving him. But when you make that step to start to doing the right thing, Satan going to rise up in people. And when he rises up in people, he's going to have you thinking what you're doing ain't right. That's how he operates. He's a ball of confusion. Hello, somebody. Amen, everybody. The devil can't devour just anyone. He roar. His roar is designed to help him identify whom he may devour. He brings fear. Satan will roar at you through false symptoms mm -hmm. of sickness and disease. Mm -hmm. He will roar at you with fearful thoughts. Fearful thoughts of financial Difficulty, poverty is not yours. Sickness is not yours. None of that is yours. The love of God, prospering in God, is for you as being a believer. He will roar at you through your marriage and family troubles and friends. He's always roaring at you because see Satan peeped into your future and he saw the glory of God reigning in your life and he said I can't have that so I got to stop them. I have to stop them. So he will roar at you with thoughts that you'll never do anything good for God. He talks like that. He thinks, that's why as being believers, when you fall short or when you fail, the devil don't never get off you. Because he don't want you to get the way God wants you at. He make it his business to keep throwing up old things in your past. What you have done, and even your 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 your, your failure—you just did. He uses that, and he keeps throwing it up at you and say, "You don't mean God no good. God don't want me bothered with you. Here, I got something for you." Why does Satan come to you as a roaring lion? Mm. 
Well, he does this for the same reason an actual lion roars at his prey. He wants to paralyze you with fear. That's why he roars. You see, fear will produce either immobility or panic. One that stops you could in your tracks and keep you from resisting him. And that's what Satan wants to do, to stop you in your tracks. Because you done made up your mind to do the right thing. Amen. The other one will cause you to quickly make destructive choices. Either way, if you submit to fear, you will allow the devil to devour you. False evidence of being real. Once you submit to it, he going to take over. Think about it. From our earliest childhood, Satan begins subtly programming us to live in fear. Even in your childhood, he had you fearing a lot of things. And it, it, it's so it's amazing that even now, as they call it, Hollow Scream or Halloween, you, you got a, a Chalk Night, Mystery Night, and you got what? Halloween. Halloween. So Satan has three days that he does his damage. He does his things and he has people dressing up and little monsters and all different kind of things. You understand what I'm saying? In other words, they're putting on costumes. Because they want to portray that. Oh, yeah, yeah. They want to portray that to say trick or treat. Uh, they want sweet and treat. But the enemy sets people up for the kill. Hello, somebody. As being believers, we don't celebrate that stuff. No, we don't. We don't do that. You want some candy, you go to the store and buy. Hello, somebody. You don't be knocking on nobody's door. Talking, looking like a little monkey. Hello, talking about chicken feet. And hit you inside the head with bananas, then there's a problem. Can I get a witness? Amen. So it's important that we understand that Satan has many ways to deceive people. Amen, somebody. So he introduces fear into our relationships with God. He always coming at us. You say, well, if God love you, why he let this happen to you? Why this happen to you? Why this keep happening to you? Why you don't have this? Why you living like this? He does all of that in the relationship that you have with the Father. He hounds us with the fears of being rejected, scorned, or abandoned. He always worked in that area. Fear always affects our attitude. Wow. Always. Always. Fear affects our attitudes towards material possessions. Because what they got you don't have, you fear some kind of way you'll never get it. And that, then what comes in? 
the thought of stealing. He operates like that. For example, take a look at the way we handle our money. All too often, fear shakes the way we invest it. The way we spin it and the way we treat other people who might need some of it. <laughs> the fear of poverty is a powerful stronghold in many believers' life. There is no doubt about that. There is no doubt about it. Not at all. Fear is prevalent, powerful, and a deadly force. Fear is a very heavy, deadly force. Why is it so lethal? Because at a spiritual level, fear is a perversion of faith. To fear is actually to have faith in negative circumstances rather than faith in God. What do you mean, preacher? In other words, you have more faith in the devil's power to harm you than in God's promises to protect you. Think about it. God said, I got you. You're a citizen. I got you. And when you mess with God's children, God ain't playing. He's coming after you. Faith moves the hand of God. Fear moves the hand of Satan. Just as faith moves the hand of God, fear opens the door to the devils. Hello, somebody. Amen, everybody. That is why, as believers, you cannot afford to be complacent about fear. Stop complaining. Deal with it. Trust God for it. Say, God, you're bigger than this. And if God is bigger than that, why not you let it overtake you? You must identify it and then conquer it. You don't play with it. You conquer it. And you conquer it with the arm of God and the power of God and the word of God. Of course, not all of the fear that invades your heart and mind announces itself. It doesn't announce it itself. By producing intensive anxiety or a pounding pulse. Fear to have you nervous? Heart going fast? You start thinking and start to feel in some type of way? Blood goes up? 
Yeah. Go down. Sugar go up. You get so sweet. Hello? <laughs> Insulin, they got to give me this. They got to give me that. It, it, fear. It operates like that. Sometimes fear is done carefully. Like our air forces. Secret bombers. And in more mature believers, fear will often try to fly in underneath their spiritual radar. Your spiritual radar is gone. Fear try to get under it so it can break it so you can give him what he wants. In all things, God must get the glory. Amen. It, it doesn't matter what you see or what you look. It's what God says, and then you say what God says. You see, fear is more than an emotion. It is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. And we fight against what? Spirits. Unclean. Oh, we're warring constantly. How often then can you identify fear when it is trying to operate in your life? How do you identify it? How do you deal with it? Do you run and tell everybody? Or do you run up under the bed or put the covers over your head? How do you deal with fear? A lot of times, some folk will be so scared that they get shaking in their boots. Yeah. You could look for one or two things. Panic, which can also appear as rage or loss of movement. Rage is dangerous, especially with panic. And Satan brings this. One of the other of these conditions is a indicator that fear is working in you. Let me explain. The first effect. Panic is by far the most visible and very obvious manifestation of the force of fear. In other words, when you panic, fear really takes over because you ain't yourself. If you ever notice when you're scared or you're fearful, you can't function right. Yeah. You can't think right. You start to what you call, they call it snapping. Right. You know, and you know, like a turtle, snapping turtle, you start to snapping and yeah. And before you know it, your hands had got loosed and something you didn't did something you didn't hurt somebody or, or somebody hurt you because you didn't snap you you didn't came out of yourself. Hello, somebody. Satan loves that kind of action because it promotes the, it promotes evil. Panic produces an irrational and often irresistible desire to 
run away. You run away from the situation. Instead of dealing with the situation, you run from it. Well, let's talk about it. I don't want to talk about it because you remember, because you did this, you did that, you did this, you did that. You're always doing something, but let's talk about it. And when you can't talk about it, Satan comes in, paralyzes, and constantly produces the fear. So you run away. I don't want to hear that. And But yet still, you want the truth, but you can't handle the truth. And the truth of the matter is, you don't want truth. You say you want truth, but you don't want truth. You just want to get away and hide. At other times, fear expresses itself in the form of rage. Oh, you snap it out. You get beside yourself. Is that you? Oh my goodness, I didn't know that was in you. You're something else. Oh, look at here. Gotta watch, you gotta stay your distance now. Because you got some rage in you. So when panic sets in, we may lash out at someone who is not really part of our problem at all. Just get mad and snap. Not everybody. They ain't your problem. It is Satan operating. He operating in a way that you don't see it unless your discerner is operating. Psychologically, psychologists have a name. I'm sorry, psychologists have a name for these two reactions because there's an action and there's a reaction. Can I get a witness? Yeah. They call it the fight or flight response. Their reactions are the most easily recognized manifestations of fear. But they are not the most dangerous. What do you mean, Bridget? No, 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 no. The most damaging effect of the force of fear is to is unable to move or be moved. That is the most dangerous effect of the force of fear is unable to move or be removed. What you standing? How you standing? Fear has a way. It attack you in your sleep. It attack you while you woke. It attack you while you driving. It attack you while you eating. It attack you while you in church. You can have a good conversation and they say words and you say words. Something fear started coming in. You started getting feeling some type of way. You start to panicking. You start getting rage before you know it. Y'all and y'all y'all mixing it up. Yeah, but you got to know who you are in God. You got to see the corporate behind what's happening. Amen. You, the, the thing about.
about are you really including God in your conversations? Mm. Is he in the house? Is God is in the house? Is he on the job? He in your car with you? Who you ever talking to? Is God is being glorified when you talk? It is far more dangerous because it is so subtle. On many occasions, I have seen the forces of fear freeze people into staying in destructive situations. They stay in those situations. Look like one thing happened, another thing happened, and they never come out of none of it. This is the so-called deer in the headlight effect. You that drive. A deer crossing a highway will see the light of an oncoming car and simply freeze. And the outcome is usually not pretty. Because you hit the deer, you're going to tear that car up. But see what happens, the deer sees the headlights of your car. It's fear to him. He don't move. He freezes. And you be calling that deer all kind of stuff. He don't hear what you're saying. He's scared. And he sees your lights and it's moving towards him. And he freezes. You can't go around him. He's there. And when you hit him, yeah, you may kill him, but you may damage your car and the people in your car because he's there. He's there not to be saying that I ain't moving. He's scared. So he freezes. If you've never been like that, you'll find out Satan will get you like that. But you got to remember it is he that is doing these things to you because he wants you to live in fear, false evidence of being real. Immobility has damaging effects. This type of paralyzing is often fear's most damaging effect because it achieves the devil's goal of keeping you from doing anything for God. Satan wants to neutralize your God-given power to change your life by trapping you in deception. Always. What do you mean, preacher? What, what, what should you do when Satan roars at you? Follow this advice found in 1 Peter 5 and 7. I'm almost finished. I know oh, I did that already. I'm talking about our enemy. I'm talking about enemy. It's quiet in here. I hope you're taking it in. Because you're going to need it. you in warfare. And you better know how to fight. We was coming up and just being kids. You run home. And your mother and your father say, what you running in the house for? Yeah. Uh, I'm all right. No, you're not all right. And the other kids stand and say, come on back out here. Yeah, no your daddy, your mom, let's get your butt back out there. Mm -hmm. 
Say, you babe, you don't get back to here, I'm gonna whoop you for running in here, and I'm gonna whoop you if you don't fight back. And you get out there and find out. You didn't got knocked them upside the head, they didn't fell down. Oh, you got your groove on now. Come on, get up, get up. And you get to what? Fight. Then you like it. You like it. Then when you start liking yourself, you gotta watch yourself because then you go around and start trouble. Then you go around knocking people upside the head. No you folks do it to protect yourself. Right. So, <laughs> First Peter 5 and 7. Uh -huh. Casting all your cares upon him, mm -hmm. for he careth for you. He careth for you. God is concerned about you. Even how the enemy comes, if you tell God about it. Amen. When you didn't done everything you can do, you stand. Amen. And you trust God. He said, casting all your cares, not some of them, all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. People tell you they care for you, but they show you how they really feel when the devil works through them. Amen. Oh, yes, he works through them. Put the situation in God's hands by believing and confessing his word. That's how you do it. Amen. You ain't got to sit out there in fat mouth with nobody. Amen. You ain't got to argue with nobody. Amen. They don't want to hear what you got to say. Okay, you don't want you. Uh, well, I want to listen to you, and they ain't talking about nothing. Mm -hmm. So if they ain't talking about nothing, there's no conversation. Amen. So they get mad and upset because of something that they angry at you. What are you angry about? Why are you so mad? What made you feel like you feel? And they said, I don't know, but I don't like it. But there's something wrong there. Something wrong there. That's why the Bible says that a man or woman examine themselves. Amen. When you examine yourself, you find that you ain't all that in a bag of chips. Amen, Amen somebody. You find that you're a little stale. A little, you got to be refreshing in God. Amen. Then put your faith and trust in his ability to deliver you. That's what you got to do. That's what you have to put it, not in the people, not in an argument, not in circumstances, because see, when every time there's action, there's going to be a reaction. Amen. That's just life. Amen. But you got to know how to react. Amen. You can't act like this joker act. Because if you act like this joker act, you know what? You start acting like that, now you both have God and you, you become worse than them. Hello, somebody. They may have swung at you and missed it. You want them throwing a car on them. Hello. That's anger. You're pretty strong there. I think you got a little demon in you. Hello, somebody. But you get strength like that from. I'm mad. This is big payback. Big payback. Yeah, anger something else. It's real, people of God. Yes, it is. So don't fail. I'm sorry. Don't fall for the lie that you can't stand against the wiles of the devil. Baby, I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take it no more. You shouldn't have took it before. You got to take it. You got to give to God. Why are you carrying stuff? If folk arguing, let's, let's, let's talk about it. We can't talk. 
Okay, well, ain't nothing going on. We can't communicate. The Bible says, how can uh, two walk together unless they agree? And we can't agree. We ain't going to make it. Well, we you see you, see you. But you got to keep on moving. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. It's who you're living for. Amen. And you always got to be mindful. People will get in your ear about other people. Amen. Stop listening. Close the ear gate. If folk got something to say about somebody that you're concerned about or you care about and you listen to it, something wrong with you. Amen. If they aren't right with you, but they ain't all right with the other person in your ear, that's a problem. And the problem is you listen to somebody else, somebody else saying thing, and they're being used by the devil to destroy any kind of good work you got in you. Hello, somebody. But that's what's wrong with the church. They look at one another and say little stuff. They can't stand one another. You can't be in the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light at the same time. You got to make it your mind which kingdom you're going to be in. I prefer the kingdom of God. Amen. You can, I'm sorry, you can, and your spiritual armor is your key to doing so and to conquer everything that comes to you. Stop beating yourself up. Stop getting all upset. Looking all crazy and cock-eyed at hello somebody. Talking to yourself. Being angry at yourself. Because nobody else care about you. People will show you what they're about. You be around long enough, they're going to tell you. In a nice way, get out of my face. What did you just say? Get out of my face. He ain't never talked like that before. Yeah, well, I'm tired of you. You know why they tired of you? Ain't no God in there. Amen. Ain't no God in there. I look at so many people with so many relationships. They say God is in it, but then sooner or later, look like the, the Spirit of God just moves away from them as they say. No, it's not the Spirit of God that moves. They move away from the Spirit of God. And when they move away from the spirit of God, things start to happen. Mm -hmm. The devil always looking to keep something going. Always trying to start something where people don't even live, don't even bother with nobody. The enemy, the Bible talks about the innocent. Say the innocent always kills you. Look like the guilty never catches it. It's just like you driving safe, you doing what you're supposed to do. Here comes, what was that just flew past me? Them the kind of people that start accidents and keep on going. That's just what the devil does. He does it so to stop you from going in the direction that God had given you. You got to stay on your focus, people of God. Regardless of what it looked like. How you may feel, you got to be consistent in seeking and serving God. You're going to find that you can't take nobody when they don't want to go. You got to stay in your lane. 
And you got to listen. You got to put on your helmet. Yes, your breastplate, your shoes of the gospel. You got and your sword. You got to have all of this in your lane. You just can't be in your lane with no helmet. Your brain gonna get messed up. Your mind gonna get messed up. If you don't have nothing to cover your heart, you have a heart attack. That's why the scripture let that you let your heart what? But believe in God, he's not having heart attacks. Hello, somebody. That's why when you go to the doctor, the doctor tell you you got a problem. What about I got? We seen on the machine. The doctor might be cockeyed or nearsighted. <laughs> and you take what he said, you start to feeling like that. You do. You start to feeling like that. And you got to be careful. Say, well, you take it to God. Say, God, I'm giving this to you. I'm trusting you. My faith is in you. If you say I was created to solve problems, solve this problem. This problem that he's talking about. I believe you can do it, God. I'm trusting you in your word. Stop arguing with one another. Amen. Amen. Stop looking for a friend. Chucky said he'd be your friend to then. You know that's demonology. The way he talking about, he talking about killing you. Yes. You got a lot of undercover Chuckies. Disastrous. Paralyzing your mind. Bringing your spirit into a rage. People have never seen before. And if you ever know that when people see you act out of character and you going off, they're going to say, whoa. That's what they say. I thought they had the Lord in their life. I thought they were saved. I thought they were walking with the Lord. What happened? The devil got in. And every time he get in, he does his damage. When he does his damage, he make you feel some type of way after he finished that. Amen. And that's why the Bible said you got to take everything to God and leave it there and trust God. Hold your head up and be blessed and be full of joy. Amen. Don't let nobody take your joy from you. Amen. If they take your joy, you empty. And when you empty, empty barrels make a lot of noise. Amen. Hello, somebody. Amen. But you keep your joy. What keeps you happy with the Lord, stay there with it. Amen. And grow in Him. Because we're going to find fault wherever we go. Yes. You will find it. Amen, somebody. But be of cheer. Jesus said, if I overcame the world, and I'm with you to bring you through it. Thank you, Lord. So be encouraged. I hope that this message has helped you. Oh, yeah, I'm in and out. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I hope that it helped you and blessed you to keep you alive Amen. in the gospel of Christ. Amen. Amen. Do you remember my thought? Yeah. What's my thought, people of God? Uh -huh. Yeah. Huh? Sagadella who? Uh, that's right. The deception. That the devil is what? Not real. He's real. Can I get a witness, somebody? Amen. As the church is standing, praise the Lord. Mm-hmm.
Yeah. I'm just thankful today that the Lord Jesus Christ is my personal Savior. And I can go to him for any and everything I need. And you're going to find out because you made up your mind to stay with God. Satan's going to use every tactic, everything he can to distort you away from God. He may use your loved ones, family members, cousins, aunts, brothers, sisters, husbands, wife, fiancés. He, he may do anything he can to direct you away from God. But he's a liar. You've been ordained by God to do what God has called you to do. And remember that this, keep hope alive. You keep it alive in your life. And remember, what God started in you, he's going to finish Father, we thank you for this time and this space. We thank you for how you blessed us. We thank you for this word. And we give you praise and we give you honor. In the name of Jesus. And the people of God say, Amen.